Myself podcast. Yeah. Y'all ready to go down this rabbit hole with your boy? <laughs> I know you all, man. That's why you're here. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're right here with me. Good boy. The real What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to your favorite podcast, Thoughts. By DeVille DI Podcast, and it's Wednesday. So you know what that means. On Wednesday, I bring you my special guest, and I give you DeVille's thoughts about whatever topic we're talking about. Today's topic, we're going to talk about some aliens. And when I say we, I mean me and Robert Solomon, host of the Uncanny Media Network. What's going on, Robert? Hey, man, thanks for having me on, first and foremost. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you coming. So, before we dig into this, uh, give us a little, give, give the listeners on my end, who may not be familiar with you, a little bit of background. Where are you, where are you from? All right, so I reside over here in Akron, Ohio, the home of LeBron James. Okay. I am the, uh, the owner of This Uncanny Earth Media Network, where we run... Uh, this uncanny earth this uncanny gaming and uh this uncanny destination and we discuss all sorts of paranormal supernatural you name it, any kind of esoteric stuff aliens like we're going to discuss tonight any kind of stuff now, on this earth that's mysterious and kind of unknown we talk about it now you you may not know deville went to community college so what the hell does esoteric mean <laughs> uh so esoteric when you deal with like uh for instance, the um, the Apocrypha, which is the lost books of the Bible, the stuff that didn't get oh. put in by the Council of Nicaea, they would consider that esoteric. It's sort of like the the unknown, if you will. A good mm. way to put it would be the unknown. Okay. So what uh, on your gaming channel, what what kind of games you guys into? I mean, I play I play everything. I played Fallout seventy six. Uh, recently, I play. Uh, we, we're getting ready to gear up to play Borderlands three. Uh, Wolfenstein, the new Wolfenstein, Youngblood. So we play all. I play whatever. I, I I just like playing video games. I play sports, RPGs, you name it. I play it. Yeah, right. Right now I'm, I'm playing uh, Division Two, but I'm one of those type of gamers where I'm lucky if I can squeeze in an hour every couple of days. So I'm not as far along on Division as I like to be, but you know I get a little I get a little gaming into. Nice, yeah. I, I'm I'm playing the Division Two right now, actually. You know, I I've been enjoying it, enjoying it, enjoying it a lot, actually. What you playing on uh, PC? Nah, uh, Xbox One. PCs are expensive. Once you are able to put the money into it, you got you can get a nice rig going. But that'll be in the future. I don't think I'm gonna yeah. buy another console. I think the next time I'm just gonna get yeah, a PC. Another Xbox guy. I knew it was something I liked about you. I could feel. The Xbox and it's <laughs> vibrating off of you through uh, the, the social media. <laughs> so, this aliens, how now when, when we first start uh, um, talking, and you brought up the topic, hey, let's talk about aliens. I was like, I'm down, always down to talk about aliens because aliens freak me out because I, I am a believer. I do think they're out there. So I would assume that you, what's your opinion on the, the existence of aliens? 
Alright, so the reason I decided to talk about aliens because I was going through some of your older episodes and I saw that you had put up the, uh, it was the episode about invading Area 51. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. So, you know, I got a connection. We could talk about that. And the, the whole, like, when, when people told me that the army had to explain to folks what the Naruto run was, I was like, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so, which, which, let me just clarify, by the way, these people that are invading it, it's kind of, it's kind of stupid in the fact that those aliens, if there was alien, any alien tech like that, it wouldn't be there. I mean, they're announcing that they're going to raid it. That would be like me announcing to somebody, hey, I'm going to break into your house. Exactly. September, I'm coming. I'm going to be there with all my friends. I mean, you're just giving them time to prepare. And they think they're going to take on the U.S. government? The military? No. Not at all. No. People get people get killed going in there. Yeah. They will kill you. Back when I was on... Like I said, when I was when we were talking earlier, and I was telling you when I was younger, my uh, sister husband was in the Air Force. He's retired now, but we used to go out to the Air Force base for to uh, go to the BX, you know, because they get like different type of discounts, and I don't think they pay taxes on the base and stuff like that. So we go out right. there to go shopping and get haircuts and stuff. And that's one of my memories of of the first time going to the base is the guy standing at the gate with like the M16. And it's like, mm-hmm. stop. Even though you have this little decal on your car that says your military family, stop right here. I need to see everybody's ID. We're looking in the car. They might even make you pop the trunk every now and then. They don't play about coming onto a military, but especially no, in the climate don't. that we're in right now. <clears throat> no, they don't. they don't. So do you think this is a troll or you think there's seriously people going to show up at Area 51? Okay, so here's, this is what I think. I think that... You're going to get some folks that are going to show up because they think they're Billy Tough Guy or, or, or Tough Guy's McGee, and they're going to get a couple rounds put in their face. And then, because let, let's be honest here, man, very few people, folks that live in, in some some bad neighborhoods or some folks that come from another country mm-hmm. that's kind of war-torn, most people have never seen that level of violence before in their entire existence. True. And so when you're Naruto running with your buddy and his face goes off, you know, his head comes flying off of his body, you're going you're gonna to be in a real situation. I don't think these people are ready for that level of violence. I really don't think they're ready for that. Um, and the people who are just crazy enough to do it, they're just going to get killed anyways. And, you know, and it even says there's signs on the base. Hey, you come in here, we can authorize or lethal force is authorized. Yeah. Come on, man. Common sense. And they're not there anyways. And you know, like I told you, if if I say I'm coming in to come into your house on this date, you're gonna be you're gonna be ready. You're gonna have the guns ready. You're gonna be like, okay, I'll see you there. Anything you you value, it's gone. You're not gonna yeah. leave it there for people to come in and look at. I knew this. This I knew this was a bad plan at the moment where Naruto run was a part <laughs> yes. of the plan because I was into Naruto for a while. Me and my daughter, I got an 11 year old daughter, and we're all into nice different uh, anime and, and heavy in the Marvel. And so I know the Naruto run, for y'all that don't know, this is when you're running full speed with your lean bent over like a track runner. <laughs> you have your face. Your face is going to be the first thing they see. Your head's sticking out. <laughs> and your arms are by your sides to the back. So you're just exposing your all your vital organs as you're going to charge this military base. And this is supposed to be the first line of their offense. <laughs> Um, it's funny because I, I also was into Naruto for, for quite a while and I've read the manga and, and uh, me and a buddy of mine 
we uh, we were into it and bleach and all that. Mm-hmm. And I thought you're gonna you're gonna Naruto room. You like this isn't this isn't Mabel. Uh, this is make believe. This is real life. Yeah. Like bullets will kill you. There's no coming back. You don't get to come back in some great ninja war down the line. Yeah. When that when that M16 or that 50 cal rips through your face, that's it. Yeah. You're I'm, dead. I'm thinking when those first couple guys in the front. Try to do that little side to side dodge that they dodge everything within Naruto <laughs> and get the whole side of his head torn off. I'm, I'm thinking they're gonna call a retreat. You know, they may have to go back and rethink what's, what's going on out there. And the and the thing is this: so you asked me previous my thoughts on aliens. Yeah. Let me go ahead and give that to you now. Yeah. I have a theory that some of us, not all of us, but I think some of us might be have that alien DNA. Ooh. And let me ex- explain that a little bit. Now, th- what I'm about to say is a hypothesis. I have no factual evidence to support it, so I don't want people hey. to get confused and be like, oh, he yeah. believes it. It's just oh, a hypothesis oh, I have. Over here at Thoughts by the Field, yeah, we never let the facts get in the way of a good story. Excellent. <laughs> um, so what I think is we, and I don't, I don't, I mean we as in like people who have that DNA, lived on Mars at one time and either we did something to it or something happened in a way that an asteroid struck it and we had to go mm-hmm. and so we came here we probably had already been watching the planet for a while um, and we may have either A, terraformed it which means to basically turn it into a sustainable planet with oxygen and atmosphere and all that mm-hmm. or we just may have been watching and looking around the galaxy we came here and then we bred with the species that was here before, and now here we all sit. And that, that's, that's a hypothesis that I have, because I think that the government, or you know the, you have a lot of the fanatics that'll push the grays or they'll push the, uh, the little green men kind of storyline. Mm-hmm. But I think the aliens are more like you and I than monsters. Now that's not to say there couldn't be a species out there that doesn't look like that. But I think we are the aliens, and Ooh. all that, all those UFOs and the tech that you see—that's our tech. We've had that tech for, you know, they say that the tech you see now, so all the smartphones and the smart gadgets, and all that, and the stuff that's used to spy on us—they have the government has stuff that's way advanced than that, way more advanced. You just get the little like, the little trickle down tech, yeah, they, so to speak. They kind of spoon, uh, phone, uh, spoon feed us tech. Mm-hmm. Every like six to eight months, you know, we get something new that's just a little bit better, a little bit, you know, than what we already have. And then, you know, probably once, twice a year, we get something that's just like, wow, where did they come up with that? Mm-hmm. They've been had that sitting around. Yep. Yep. And, and the thing is, too, is that they, it gets marketed, a lot of it is marketed to our vein side. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I can, you know, I can become an Instagram model or I can take 50,000 pics and snapchat and become a model they appeal to that so that when people like the naruto runners in area 51 come on say yeah we're gonna go into area 51 you're already so, so what you're doing is you're creating like a crazy in that regard like hey uh these people really want to know what's going on with these aliens they want full disclosure and they're not stopping so let's put a guy on facebook because this is what i think happened who's gonna let's let's have him start this whole thing up let's have him start it up We'll keep people's attention kind of diverted. We'll put out something, put out some new tech, new toys. It's getting close to the holidays. People got to start getting their paychecks in order. We'll do this Naruto thing. 
if people show up, we can just kill them. A little bit of population control action. And then we can make all the people who believe in aliens look like they're crazy. Mm-hmm. And see, I'm, I'm sort of on your side. I do. I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say it. DeVille Di believes in aliens. I believe there's no way in my mind that we could be the only intelligent life form that exists. I just can't buy that. Now, like you said, I'm not sure what that other uh, uh, species would be, what it would look like. But I will say those grays freak me out every time I see them on TV since I was a little boy. <laughs> but I'm not, I wouldn't say that that's exactly what would be out there. You know, but I do think there is something else out there besides us. I just can't believe that we're just we're just that special in the whole universe that we're just the only thing that functions on the intelligence level that we do. I can't buy that. Right. And here's the thing. This might shock you too. I actually believe in God and still believe that there's aliens. I believe it's one hundred percent possible. I don't see why that would be a conflict. Because for someone to sit right. for someone to sit around and believe that there's a being in the heavens that created us, earth, everything, gave it life and influenced our lives, but to believe there's another something similar to us out there is just far fetched. I don't get why you would see the conflict. You see what I'm saying? Well, I think and here's the thing, this is this is what they say, because I, I've 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 done research on this kind of stuff and a lot of people think it creates a crisis of faith because they it's not in the Bible that God created aliens. So they're like, oh, what else could be wrong? But there's never anything that says he didn't. And that's the thing. Like In any religious text, and if you really analyze some of the religious texts from Buddhism, from Christianity, from Islam, from different aspects, there's like little subtle hints that some of these beings aren't from this planet. Yeah. And so, but people, you know, people will automatically go into a crisis of faith. Not me. I think that, and actually that strengthens, that strengthens my faith because then it's like, oh, okay, now there's other folks. Yeah. So, you know, because there's a, there's a, the universe is too big for it just to be people like me and you doing this podcast, sitting here talking. I'm sure there's on another planet, there's probably two Alien folks sitting around talking about the same stuff we're talking about, saying, yeah. "Even if there's other life on other planets, and there has to be, it would make it wouldn't make any sense for there not to be." All these planets, you're talking about billions and billions of planets and galaxies, and we're the only ones. That seems to be a little bit arrogant, especially when we're just like flesh suits. Like we get we get killed easily, we get diseases easily. Yeah, very, so very vulnerable. To put that. To put the whole, like, we're the master species of everything else, I think is a little absurd in my opinion. Definitely. And something, you made me think of something when you were talking about um, the religious texts, and I believe you said something about the Dead Sea Scrolls. Yeah, yep. I was watching something earlier in the week, and they were saying, I believe it, that, that it was t- supposed to be texts from the Dead Sea Scrolls where they were talking about um, Noah. And they were saying that Noah, in that text, the, uh, that Noah was born with a, I forget how they were, it was something about his skin. His skin was just, basically, his skin was a different color than what they'd seen people, colors that people be before. And that he could light up a room with his eyes 
and so on and so forth. And their theory was they're saying, well, their hypothesis was, was Noah an alien too? You know, or was Noah an alien right. basically? So, what do you think about that? Have you have you heard anything about that? Now, the thing with the Dead Sea Scrolls, and and I have I have a uh, a book on it upstairs. I haven't got to pour through that really in in like a, a, a kind of a long time because when it comes to religious texts, they're not like fiction or like historical books. This is stuff you have to sit down. You have to prepare your mind for it because your mind has to be able to take these verses, remember them. Because down the line, you're going to see, okay, there's a connection here, and then you got to connect the dots. So it's been quite a while, and I don't really remember hearing that. But then again, there's also supposedly a Bible that actually talks about aliens. A mm. guy that was in a class I was in at, uh, at college, he told me his father had a book that had, like, aliens, and, and it was, I can't forget, it's been some years, but it had aliens and, like, all kinds of, like, different things and i always wanted to see it and he never brought it in but i always thought that was kind of an interesting um thing but to get back to your question uh, i don't I, I would have to see the the same thing you had and if you want to link link that to me i'll definitely give it a watch um but i don't see why it wouldn't be possible yeah i don't see why you know i mean nobody none of us lived back then yeah and you know, there, uh, the Bible has a lot of, you know, Ezekiel's wheel, um, Enoch being taken to heaven. And you could definitely interpret that, especially with Enoch getting taken to heaven and folks uh, having uh, abduction stories. You can kind of draw some some similar conclusions to those two ideals. Yeah, yeah. So, just kind uh, of, the, just off the top of my head, popped in my head, since we are talking about aliens. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw it out there. Are you familiar with the um, the 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 people? I don't know what who they're what they're called, but um, the people who be uh, that talk about the reptilians, basically. Have you heard about the reptilian race of aliens that you, you some talk, people believe in? You're talking about people like David Ike. He's a real big proponent of the whole like George Bush is a reptilian or. Obama was a reptilian. All these like government officials were supposed reptilians. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't buy into that one. Like, I enjoy a good conspiracy theory. I think most of us do, especially folks like us that, you know, are interested in aliens and and you know pay attention. But I think there's certain things, like the whole reptilian thing. And if you go on YouTube now, you'll see the they'll freeze the frame at certain points. Um, during political figures or Hollywood stars, and they'll like show like their eyes supposedly changing. That's what yeah. happens when you get on a YouTube two in the morning wormhole <laughs> and end up in the, the weird part of YouTube. Exactly. Um, but no, I, I don't. I don't believe we were taken over because they always equate the reptilians to being evil, and I, I think that these pe these people give aliens too much credit. You know, you'll see them, oh, they built this. How did these people build this thing? The aliens had to help them. Nah, man, nah. People, we're, we're pretty ingenious on our own, but at the flip of that coin, we're also very evil on our own. We, de we don't Definitely. need a, a, a secret reptilian race to come in and do that for us. And I think that takes away from what humanity is. We're both evil 
and good at the same time. And I, and I just I can't buy into the whole that that's a lizard person. If people do, that's their business. But that's one conspiracy I don't buy into. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of because I, I I um saw that and then there was a book that a guy gave me years back years back when I first moved here. And I believe he told me he was, well, I don't believe, I know, he told me that he was a um, Nuwabian. Have you ever heard of Nuwabians? Fill me in, because I, I, I'll know when you say it, but let me, the, let me make sure I don't mess up. So, um, the Nuwabians, from my understanding, it was basically like a group of people. They were mostly uh, like uh, black, Hispanic. Um, I think it was mostly made up of black and Hispanics and like, I uh, uh, think there may have been some Native Americans in this group, but these this group there were run by or led by this guy. I think his his name's Malachi Malachi York. I think. Oh, yeah, Malachi York. He used to sell books. I think over in Harlem. Yeah, in so, New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. So, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. So he would give me different books and stuff to read because I, I'm a big reader. I like reading. I read pretty much anything that you hand me. I don't like. I don't necessarily like fiction, though. You know, if I want to hear about Hobbits or, or, or you know, Lord of the Rings, <laughs> I want to see that. I want a movie of that. But if you right. give me something that's supposed to be information, whether I believe it or not, I'll read it. So he was giving mm -hmm. me all these books. And one of them, it was, a, I wish I still had it, but I had to give it back. Because like I said, it was years ago. And it had, like, different uh, species of alien in this book. And I, I, I kid you not, it had everything from the predator and where they were, what planet, galaxy, universe they came from. Uh, the reptilians was in there. It was just pretty much every, it was really like every movie alien that you've ever seen in your life. The Coneheads, everybody was in this book, man. It was, <laughs> it, it was wild. It was definitely wild. But that was kind of. That was kind of what kicked me off paying more attention to things. Like I said, I don't necessarily believe what was in the book, but it was just interesting that somebody went that deep into thought to put something together. Because this, was like, this wasn't a pamphlet. This was like a thick book, you know, to go through all that. But mm -hmm. one of the things that he said, and y'all, the listeners out there, you forgive me if I misquote something. Because I'm not a new Ivan, I just was this information that was handed down to me. Um, he was basically saying something similar to what you were saying about like that we were from somewhere else, and I think we came here for the gold, for the uh, for the gold. It's like you get some type of power or energy mm -hmm. from the gold, and that we you know we came here and. I guess there was some breeding that went on to make people who were mm -hmm. able to mine the gold for the quote unquote master race, I guess you would call it. And then at some point they left <clears throat> and we're the product, we're the offspring of the ones that were left behind. And eventually they're supposed to come back and get us. So a, a couple things, uh, prodigy, uh, rest in peace from mob deep. Mm -hmm. He, he read a lot of Malachi York's books. Um, I've never actually come in contact with the New Wabin or like read any of their. I, I've looked it up on the internet and I've did a little research, um, and and there is a little bit of UFO and, and stuff like that. And I definitely don't doubt 
um, the book you got from them because I, I know that they had literature like that. Yeah. Because um, they were about that, black empowerment, a, a couple other different things. Um, but somebody else, and I don't know if you've ever read a, a book by this man. His name is Zachariah Sitchin. No, I'm not familiar with him. It's, it's basically like the Nuwabian concept. What happens, what he says happens, and he, he translated from old Sumerian texts and things like that. He kind of mistranslated, so to all the listeners out there, when you read his books, keep that in the back of your head. So what he says is basically what you said, that the Anunnaki is what they were called. That was what yeah. the, the alien race was called. Yeah, I've heard of Anunnaki. They, yeah, they created us to mine their gold. Because gold to them was all powerful, and it's funny that you that you bring up the 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 power that it gave. Because in every single civilization, gold is at the forefront. You know, definitely gold. This gold that ancient Egyptians, gold, Aztecs, gold. Everywhere you look, there was gold. Um, and what do we use in in uh, motherboards and things like that? Gold. That's why when people look to sell TVs or or get rid of TVs, I should say, for scrap, there's usually gold in it. So they want the gold out of it. And there's something, it, it's a it's a decent carrier, or it's, it's a great conductor of electricity. Um, so a lot of things that have gold, people will pay money for. That's why people still, gold's something that never goes out of fashion. Yeah. No matter how many um, people got platinum, because uh, I think a platinum watch looks better than a gold watch, because I like the color of platinum much better. But <clears throat> gold never goes out of style. It hasn't gone out of style since, you know, civilization began. And people are always fighting over it. People are always trying to get it. Yeah. Um, you know, people have had gold teeth, all that. Like, there's gold teeth. Because uh, yeah. a lot of times in the, in the olden days, when people would die, uh, robbers, grave robbers would come, dig the graves up, and yank the gold teeth right out of the mouth. Mm-hmm. You know? And so uh, Sitchin proposed that we are the offspring of the Anunnaki and whatever was here. And then what happened was we got tired of it and overthrew them and kind of kicked them out. And so supposedly the it's, it's known as the 12th planet. That's his first book. It's called Nibiru. And Nibiru was the... Um, planet that was made i think after a planet collided with uranus i think it crashed into uranus a big chunk of uranus broke off some of it became the rings and some of it became a whole other planet now pardon me if i mess that up a little bit because like you that was one of the first books that really pulled me into it much like the book you you had handed to you that kind of pulled me in like right there, and that was back in 2010 or 2011. So it's been a couple years, some years since I've read it. But supposedly, like I said, that planet was created, and then the aliens jumped to that planet, and then it's it's supposedly floating around our solar system, but far enough away where we can't see it. Mm-hmm. And when it comes back, that ushers in the return of the Anunnaki, and they're going to try to invade. And we're gonna fight back and and all that jazz. Yeah, that that's pretty much the same stories 
that was in the uh, the books and the tapes that uh, from Malachi York that this guy used to let me borrow. Except, if I remember correctly, when the coming back was supposed to be a good thing for some and a bad thing for others. You know, the people, right. I, I believe it was like a certain, like a certain blood type or I can't remember, but for some people it was going to be basically like the end of their time and it was going to be the new beginning for the, the, the other, the other side of the people, you know, cause he used to, right. all, he used to always ask me about my blood type and he was like, yeah, your, your blood type is from the, the, uh, the Royal race or something like that. And I was like, oh yeah. And this is, <laughs> this is, this, this is the, like the first time I'm hearing anything about this. You gotta, gotta remember too. I'm coming from, I was born in Shelby, North Carolina. I went from there to Ohio and then ended up in Valdosta, Georgia. So I was basically raised in the, the Bible belt, you know, everything right. was, and my coming up was, was Baptist and Jesus and that was it. Nobody had ever went this deep into me with with me about anything extraterrestrial. I always thought that there was something else out there though. Because it never even as a little kid it just never made sense to me. And then just the fact that there's a possibility would made me say, you know, I believe it could be because we can't prove that it's not. Mm -hmm. Until somebody, the same things that make that will make you make a person believe in God, is to me the same things that make me believe in aliens. Until somebody mm -hmm. proves me there's not, <laughs> I believe they're right. out there somewhere. You know. And and we could go into like the whole like we're really living in a matrix. Um, I was reading, I, I posted an article, um, in the This Uncanny Earth Facebook group, I believe, and it said. That the world ended in 2012. Like I know you probably remember about the whole Mayan scare and people. Everybody thought the world was going to end in 2012. Yeah. Uh, so supposedly we're all dead, but we were, our brains were put into a matrix-esque style of computer simulation. Mm -hmm. So we're all just living a simulation at the, from 2012 and on, and that's why a lot of people feel that time is moving faster now. Um, because we've also slipped into a black hole. And that was a whole nother thing, too, that we had slipped into a black hole. And that's why time moves faster. That's why all this chaos happens. And when I hear stuff like that, I go, if you people just studied history, you would realize that human beings are chaotic by nature. We That's what we do best. We just, we're chaos. We're, we're chaos on the earth. I mean, we've killed and, and done all kinds of destruction and things like that. This day and age is just more futuristic yeah. with the killing and the destruction. But if we go back, you know, at civilization, the, the, the you know, when the first person looked at the other person and said, hey, I don't like the way you look. I don't like the way you look either. There's a war right there. Yeah. They're killing each other. Cain and Abel. I mean, come on. I mean, people want to tie in all of this into like it's some big new thing. We've been doing this kind of crazy stuff for decades, for millennia. Yeah, I, I was talking about, um, was it my last episode? It might have been Monday, I'm not quite sure, but I was talking about the Salmon Cannon. And it's, if that's because if it's one thing that we as humans will do is take something that's perfectly existed before we got there and figure we can make it better. That was like, it amazed me that, 
you'll go to these these fish natural habitat and say okay they've been swimming up this stream for who knows how long since the stream has been there probably but we can make it we can we can find a way to make them get up this stream faster so let's put a tube <laughs> tube sucks this fish up in the tube now i don't know what kind of uh, uh trauma and pstd this is gonna cause in this salmon we're gonna suck it up in this tube shoot it up over the thing and boom it will took them hours to get there we'll get them there in seconds i don't think salmon in that much of a rush you know what i mean but then, who knows what it'll actually do to the meat of the fish you know when that's you what get i'm it. saying <laughs> because you, you know you throw these salmon in the shock or whatever and you know the salmon's never going to be the same imagine if you were just walking down the street and the tube just and next day you know you're at work like wow I didn't ask for that who, who, who decided it was a good idea to suck me up in the tube and shoot me everywhere that I need to go right like I enjoy the morning commute to work you know I, I enjoy having the radio on listening to music I don't want to be at I don't want to wake up and be at work Exactly. As soon as you get done brushing your teeth, put your shoes on, you're at work. Zero time wasted. Ultimate efficiency. And at the end of the day, I looked at it as just an excuse for um, we, we're going to build a dam here. So don't worry about the fish, though, because we're going to make it get them there even faster down at our dams here because we're going to put a tube. They just go up in this tube. Boom. They're on the other side. <clears throat> you're, you're the first person that's told me this, and, and I can't. I can't help but laugh because I can just see the fish just getting, and then, and then just, just imagine, just imagine, just wondering, just fish, he's just being a fish. And then next day I know I'm getting shot through this freaking tube. Cause it, I'm not, I, I'm not a physicist or anything, but I'm, I, I'm absolutely sure there has to be some type of suction going on. This is not going to be a gingerly ride for the fish. I'm just assuming. This is gonna be hectic for the, this is gonna be a shock to the system with this fish. That fish will never be the same. And then, what happens when it breaks down? You know, when you get like a whole bunch of fish just stuck. Then what? Then you got a yeah. bunch of dead fish in there. Yeah, now you got a a, a pile up, a hundred fish pile up in the in the salmon cannon over here. Uh, rush hour I mean, traffic. Gonna be good for the bears. They'll be able to eat. That's what somebody said. I saw. I was following it on Twitter. And somebody was like, once the bears figure out where the exit hole is for this thing, that's going to be the most popular bear in the, in the uh, forest right there. Yep. We just wait on the other end. And because bears aren't dumb, eventually they'll figure out that salmon are coming out of this yep. tube and they're going to go just chill by the tube and grab the salmon when they come out. <sighs> Human beings, we do things like I can make it better. Don't fix it. It isn't broke, exactly. dummy. Exactly. And <clears throat> honestly, that is why I don't think they'll ever truly disclose aliens. Because I can only imagine the panic. I mean, I, it would be, like I said, I mean, me and you, we've already been talking about it. We already know about it. We'd be like, okay, it's a little, it's a lot to take in right now. Yeah, it's still okay, be creepy, let's... but now yes. it's confirmed. But me and you, we'd be fine with it. I'd probably hit you up like, hey, did you see the aliens? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Let's talk about it. Okay, let's talk about it. But there would be people, all the religions of the world would go would go crazy, even though to folks like us, it, it's just like having faith. But all the other religions would go nuts. 
the government wouldn't be prepared for what would happen because people would basically just riot in the streets. They would because they what would happen? I think once they told them about aliens, then the people are like, okay, what else have you been hiding? And then yeah. I think it's just gonna steamroll and steamroll, and people are gonna get violent in the street. Next thing you know, martial law. So I think that's really why they're trying to put out this whole look at these people that believe in aliens. They're getting ready to storm Area Fifty One. They're crazy. Yeah. We should say that they're crazy because if we tell them the truth, it would disrupt the social fabric of our society. Yeah, and then just imagine the amount of anxiety and panic it would create just trying to get an understanding of what what they, what are they here to do? Now that we know, now that they're here, now that we see them, they're walking down the street. They're at freaking the White House or whatever. Why why are you here? What are you here for? Are you are you here to take a take over? Is this a hostile thing? Can we trust these guys? You know, it, it would just create a whole state of confusion. So I do think, yeah, that would be information that would be on a need-to-know basis. You know, we'll, it'll cause so much chaos. Let's just keep it to ourselves. Now, if they would go about it, like if, if, what I, if what I talked about earlier about us being from another planet coming here, I think that that wouldn't go over as violently because then people are like, oh, okay, well, what can you tell us about our past? I think they'd be more open to it than to be like, yeah, so we've been contacting aliens for 25 to 50 years, and they don't look like us. Imagine seeing, like you said, one of those greys on TV talking to the president or talking to another foreign leader. The first thing you're going to do is be like, that thing scares the crap out of me. What, do, what do you need to do? What do you need to do? I'm- I'll probably be creeped up out tonight just for talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. And, I hate that whole visual. And the funny thing is, so people that have had um, experiences like that have been abducted or have seen cryptids like, and for those that don't know, a cryptid is uh, is like Bigfoot. That's mm-hmm. the best way that I can put it. Um, so imagine things like the Mothman, the Flatwoods Green Monster, Momo the Missouri monster, the Thunderbirds. So if aliens are real, these things also have to be real. I mean, they don't have to be there. They don't, but, but I mean, it would make the world a different thing. So my whole thing is every time that these people see like, you know, your Bigfoot or something, they're usually contacted by what's known as MIBs or as everybody knows from the Will Smith movie, the men in black. Mm-hmm. Now, the men in black aren't friendly like Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. The men in black are these pale-esque people that some say are actually aliens or interdimensional beings, and they've come here so whenever you see, like, say you're outside and you see a UFO pass by, they show up at your house if if you make a big fuss about it. If you're like, hey, man, it's all UFO, man, hey, UFO. They'll be like, knock, knock, knock. What did you see? You didn't see that. And supposedly they can mess with your mind and they can kind of force you into, um, you know, recanting anything you have to say. I mean, it happened with the uh, with the Mothman. Um, it happened with a, a bunch of different UFO sightings that people went full bore on. And they were like, I'm going to go all the way to the, you know, to the media and all that. They got a knock at the door and next thing you know, boom, nobody's saying nothing. Yeah. Yeah, that's. That's interesting just in that fact that so many people have 
said they seen things, and then like you said, all mm-hmm. of a sudden it just goes quiet. They just don't have anything else to say. And some people take that as okay, they, they made it up, and you know it got out of hand, so they just shut up. You know, like when you when you're lying to your mom, you get to a point where it's like I just I'll just shut up now because I can't <laughs> I, I can't maintain this lie. It's just time to shut up. But but did, you said something that caught my attention that I, I'm not familiar with. What is Momo the Missouri monster? So. Um... One of the one of the people that that me and my host interviewed, uh, his name's Seth Breedlove. He's out of Wadsworth, Ohio. He runs a production company that makes these movies about cryptids, and it's called Small Town Monsters. Well, Momo, I guess, is like a Bigfoot esque style of creature. Um, I haven't really looked into this one yet because when he put that out, that was the first I heard of it because there's so many. If you would sit down, like say after we get off, or you sit down, you're like I want to look at all the cryptids, just in the United States alone. Forget about the world. You might find fifteen to twenty cryptids in every single state. Mm-hmm. Every single one. Somebody seen something. Somebody sees a dog man. Somebody sees the Wendigo. Somebody sees a Thunderbird. Somebody sees Momo or the Mothman. I mean, you're gonna have so many different things, and so. We're, I, me and uh, my co-host are actually going to go see it, is the, the film that's coming out, on the 12th of September, or the 13th, I'm sorry, the 13th. And so I'll get a better idea of what it is then. But to my, to my uh, knowledge, it's like a Bigfoot style of creature mm-hmm. is the best way that I can describe it, not having all the facts. Cool, cool. Yeah, when <laughs> you, met, you brought back a memory when you said the Thunderbird, because when I was little... I remember getting off the school bus and I was walking home from school and I saw like a shadow over my head and I looked up and it was this big ass bird and I swore this bird was huge. I just swore this was like the end of my life. That turned out to be like a turkey vulture or something. But <laughs> but in my head as a kid, I, I, I was like, that's the biggest bird ever. And I went home and I told my mom, I told everybody. And, of course, everybody was like, I was probably like five or six. Everybody was mm-hmm. like, whatever, because the bus dropped me out, like, like, literally almost dead in front of my house. This is a real short walk from the bus to my house. <laughs> so, I guess, apparently, everybody else knew about these big vulture birds that was hanging around the neighborhood except me. But I saw that big-ass bird, and I swore it was like a thunderbird or freaking freaking nature, and it, the world was just over for me that day. Um, and, you know, it's, it's funny you, you mention that because um, when you're five or six, everything looks bigger. When yeah. you're a kid, everything looks bigger. So I could definitely, you know, the turkey vultures or, you know, any form of like, there's a couple birds, I guess, in the rainforest that, are, that have large wingspans like that. Um, and so what I think, uh, and this is what I think about like Thunderbirds and stuff, I believe they exist. Mm. What I believe they are is a product from a bygone era. Most of them are probably hunted to extinction, but there's enough places on the planet where those kind of birds could hide. I mean, of course, people are going to see them, but, you know, we're so stuck looking down at our phone now, it's hard to yeah. see if, if, if anybody's going to see anything. But, you know, when you're a kid and you see something that big, or you think it's that big because you're a kid and you don't know, you know, size, you know, and you're like, oh, that's, that thing's going to eat me. You know, and those turkey vultures, that probably could have picked up a five or six-year-old. Those things are big. Yeah, that thing was huge. 
like I see them now. <clears throat> so we we have some that the uh, the house I live in now, our house is in a recently developed area. So we still have like foxes and stuff. A fox might run through the yard, a rabbit or something like that. Mm-hmm. And there's some really, big, I guess I'm assuming they're turkey, turkey vultures. I've never been close enough to them to uh, to see them, but I've definitely saw some huge birds over here. Like I live across the street from the mayor, and one day this big bird just comes swooping by whoosh, and flies over to the mayor's house and sits like on the edges of his roof, and he's just sitting there. And I'm like, damn, that's a big bird. I went in and I told, I was telling <laughs> my stepdaughter about it. She was like, birds that big can't fly. I was like, well, you come outside and take a look. This is a big-ass bird sitting over here. The bird was freaking huge. And then like that, I can't remember the name of that. It's like that eagle. There's an eagle right now. And I believe they have one in like a zoo or a preserve or something. That thing's humongous. Uh, dang, what's it called? can't think of the name of it, but it's a really big eagle so yeah definitely i believe that it could there's too much uncharted um territory all across the world for there not just to be something that we could see and be like you know that's a freaking monster because we've never mm-hmm. seen it before like over in the, the the countries where they just have undeveloped rainforest or jungle it's just too dense for you to even get into there's got to be something in there that would they would think make you think was an alien or a Bigfoot or something like you said a, a creature that's from a, a pre-existing era that's just been able to survive in this one you know this this one part of the world because it's been undisturbed since you know prehistoric mm-hmm. times. And if you sit and really look at you know even even the United States, which is one of the most developed countries in the on the entire planet, we have vast amounts of forest yeah. and. You know, people will go in there and they'll see these these bipedal ape-like creatures, or they'll see something they can't explain, and then they just like people write it off. And I, you know, I'm like, first of all, if we go, if we look at say, you know, a Yosemite or something like that that has a that has a vast forest to it, and we think of all the caves, and we think of caves that nobody's ever explored, that probably nobody will ever be able to explore, and we think, what could have come out of those caves? Yeah. There you go. The Bigfoots, the the Thunderbirds, these things exist. And I think the more modern a society gets, the less um, superstitious people are. That's why you have a lot of people in in um, in other nations that aren't as developed as ours. They have a they have stronger superstitions yeah. when it comes to doing certain things. Um, I knew a girl that uh, she was from. I want to say Zimbabwe, and <clears throat> I was just writing the word death in Japanese on a piece of paper because I took Japanese in college. I always loved the language, so it was cool to me. And she was like, "What do you?" She's like, "What does it mean?" I was like, "Death." And she like started to like frivolously try to erase it. And I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, what's going on?" She's like, "Well, and you know where I'm from, and and what I believe. Whenever you write that, bad things happen. Now." Me, I don't necessarily buy into that, but that was her culture. I was like, oh, you could erase it. And I don't want to freak nobody out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not everybody is accustomed to, you know, to how we do things here. You know what I mean? So I was like, yeah, go ahead. You know, it's no yeah. big deal to me. Yeah. You know, I didn't think I'll think nothing of it because we live in a, in, a, in a country where stuff like that is basically non-existent. You have some folks 
folks that are still superstitious on some things, you know, don't walk under a ladder. To me, not walking under a ladder is more of like a safety issue. Yeah. That's why I don't do it, more so than superstition. But, you know, a black cat crosses your path or Sweep this your and feet that. with a broom and stuff like that. Right. Throw salt over your shoulder. Yeah. And, you know, I don't buy into it. But, you know, if people do, that's their business. But to me, I'm just like, you know, I, there, there are just certain things I don't really take um, stock in. You know what I mean? And maybe that's because, like I said, I'm a product of a modern era. You know, I was born in, at the end of the 70s. So, I'm, it's you know, I live in a more futuristic time than people in the 1950s did. Yeah. So, it's like I, I don't hold on to a lot of the superstitions that probably my ancestors did that lived back in the, in the 1800s or the turn of the century when spiritualism was a real big thing and they had seances and there was a lot of belief in the occult. You know, it's just it's it's not that way for for me at least. You know what I mean? Like it's just I, I don't I don't burn sage in the house or anything like that. It is what it is. Yeah. Well, um, I'm not gonna try to hold you up all night. You know, we we, we started this off kind of late for the listeners out there. This will be in the probably in the morning when you're getting it, but we're recording this pretty late. But before we get out of here, um. What do you got? What do you have going on over on your side? Anything you want to promote? Anything you want to let the people know about to check out from you? Well, first of all, I just want to thank you personally for having me on. I had a great conversation. I could keep talking about this stuff till midnight, two in the morning, but you probably have to work in the morning, which is fine. I understand. Just when I get passionate about topics, so thank you. Um, head on over to www Spreaker.com backslash This Uncanny Earth for all the latest episodes, all the past episodes. They'll always be free to download, to stream, tell your friends, tell your family. Um, it's it's very family friendly. There's no bad language. There are some topics you might want to you know make sure your kids are are are, uh, are prepared for. We had uh, demons and then demonic position exorcism that might not be one that you want to play around the kids um check me out on facebook this uncanny media network and this uncanny earth instagram this uncanny media network and youtube this uncanny earth official all right people you heard the man go over there and check him out man you heard what he had to say today very interesting guy uh appreciate you for uh talking with me tonight and uh, definitely uh, any time that you want to come back or have any other topics you want to bring up, we can do that, man. Hey, same goes for you. I'm going to send you an invite here probably to come on the show maybe around the middle of September because we have some guests for like the next couple of weeks. Um, but I'm thinking around the middle of September, definitely want to extend the same courtesy to you. I like what you're doing. I like the conversations that you, that you have. Uh, I think you were talking about, uh, uh, I think it was college basketball. In, yeah. pre- in one of your previous episodes, yeah. I'm not a big sports guy, but I do enjoy some sports talk every now and again. So that's cool. So thank you for having me on. I really no do problem. appreciate it. All right. And listeners, as always, take this information and use it however you will. But remember to be the reason somebody's motivated or masturbated, because either way, you made a difference, my friend. <laughs>